Let's hear it for Friendly Physics. Learning by listening. We are still discussing one-dimensional motion. Today, specifically, we are starting to talk about acceleration. However, I want to slow it down. So let's get a quick recap of motion so far. We talked about position, meaning where an object is at. We talked about distance versus displacement as ways to describe how far an object has moved. And we've talked about speed versus velocity, two different measurements of how fast an object is moving. One of the most important takeaways from the episode on velocity is the idea of showing direction with either a plus or minus sign, a positive or negative number. Objects moving away from their initial position have a positive velocity. Objects moving towards their initial position have a negative velocity. We are going to have to pay attention to that today with acceleration as well. Let's get to it. Acceleration is the rate of change of an object's velocity. It is how the velocity changes. When car companies brag about how quickly their vehicles go from zero to 60, they are talking about acceleration. They are talking about how quickly their car's velocity can change from zero miles per hour to 60 miles per hour. Objects don't just stay at a constant velocity, always going the same speed, always moving at two meters per second. They speed up and they slow down. That change from two meters per second to 10 meters per second as an object speeds up, or from two meters per second to one meter per second as the object slows down, is the acceleration. We can kind of make a connection here. We talked about velocity as a change in position over time. Acceleration is the change in velocity over time. Those three words, position, velocity, and acceleration are the key to understanding one-dimensional motion. Careful, because just as velocity can be positive or negative, so can acceleration. A positive acceleration means that the velocity is increasing, so the object is speeding up going faster. A negative acceleration means that the velocity is decreasing, so the object is slowing down. When we calculate acceleration, we use the formula that says acceleration equals change in velocity divided by time. Sometimes you will see this written as delta v over t. That triangle symbol is your delta, and it means 
change in. You might also see it written as final velocity minus initial velocity, all divided by time. That subtraction, final velocity minus initial velocity, is a way to find how much your velocity changed, that change in velocity. For example, if you start at 4 meters per second and speed up to 9 meters per second, then your change in velocity is 9 minus 4, which is 5 meters per second. You may make a connection here as well. In the last episode, we said that velocity is displacement divided by time. Displacement is just another way to say final position minus initial position, the change in position. So velocity is change in position divided by time, and acceleration is change in velocity divided by time. Let's think about this scenario. You are about to run a 100 meter dash. You are sitting on the starting blocks and the gun fires. It takes you three seconds to increase your speed from zero, because you were sitting, to six meters per second. Your acceleration is the change in velocity, which is six meters per second, from zero, Two, six, all divided by the time. It took you three seconds to do this, and so your acceleration is six divided by three, which is two meters per second squared. On a side, the units for acceleration are weird. Meters per second squared. Meters per second per second. If you think about this, it does make sense because we want to know how many meters per second you are changing in a second. Meters per second per second. Anyways, you keep running at 6 meters per second for 2 more seconds. During this time frame, your acceleration is 0. Your velocity is not changing. It's staying at 6 meters per second that whole time. You get tired and slow down to 3 meters per second in 4 seconds. So now your velocity has changed from 6 meters per second to 3 meters per second. That is a change of negative 3 meters per second divided by 4 your acceleration is negative 0.75 meters per second squared. Whenever you slow down, you will see a negative acceleration. And then you speed back up to seven meters per second to finish the race. It takes you three more seconds to speed up so that your acceleration is seven meters per second minus 3 meters per second, all divided by 3 seconds. So about 1.33 meters per second squared. 
What we have done here is taken your average acceleration at different parts of the race. We saw an example of positive acceleration, speeding up, negative acceleration, slowing down, and zero acceleration, moving at a constant velocity. We could have taken the average acceleration of the whole race and said that your velocity changed from zero to seven meters per second. That's a positive change in velocity of seven. And then the whole race took three plus two plus four plus three, so 12 seconds total. And that makes your average acceleration of the whole race to be 7 divided by 12, or about 0 0.58 meters per second squared. We also could have taken the instantaneous acceleration at a single point in time during the race. That's some fancy math, but can be done with proper equipment like motion sensors and computers just the same way that we would take the instantaneous velocity discussed in the last episode. Moral of the story, if you can determine an object's position, velocity, and acceleration, you can successfully talk about that object's one-dimensional motion. I'm gonna leave you with a challenge that we will discuss next week. A runner on a track is running away from the starting line and getting faster. That means that they have a positive velocity and a positive acceleration. I want you to think about a situation in which that runner could have a positive velocity but a negative acceleration. If you figure that out, then think about a situation in which the runner would have a negative velocity, but a positive acceleration. Is that even possible? Is it possible to have a positive velocity and zero acceleration? Or a negative velocity without any acceleration? These are all questions that we are going to answer next week. That way we wrap up one-dimensional motion and we'll extend our thinking a little bit with the idea of frame of reference.